Stephen. Hello, Stephen. Good to hear your voice. Good to hear your voice. And today our voices are going to be talking about the, is it minimizing it to call it a kerfuffle? This uh, situation <laughs> with the uh, the German Nazi who's been visiting. Um, well, it getting... started as a kerfuffle and, and now it's turned into a full-blown disaster for the conservatives. Yeah, well, listen, to be fair to them, who would have thought that it would turn out badly for conservatives to be caught in, you know, in a photo op with a uh, a far right, uh, anti-Semitic, uh, racist, uh, xenophobic German politician? I mean, it could have happened to any of us. Um, what could go wrong? Well, yeah, I, I mean, really, let's be fair. Uh, we will get to that. We'll also talk about uh, Chinese influence in our elections. Um, first, you may have noticed uh, that the show has a different name now, Small L Liberals. Which is because basically that's what we are. Uh, we're 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 moderates. We're we're you know I think most Canadians are small L liberals based on the way the the country votes. Um, and there's a lot of people who don't have so many podcasts are either rabid right wing or loony left wing. And there's a lot there's a huge section in the middle that doesn't get represented. And this is what we represent every week. It's not going to change the content of the show at all. It's just going to uh, let more people know uh, who we are and what we talk about and what the tone of our conversations are. So let's begin. Uh, do you want to frame this? <laughs> I don't even know where to well, begin. Sure. You know, it, it was a it was an odd story that just kind of started with a couple of pictures uh, uh, that were put up by by some of Polyeb's conservative MPs um, just the other day, and it was just a couple of pictures of them sitting having dinner with uh with with a member of the European Parliament uh by the name of Chris, uh, Christian Anderson and she came to fame last year when Trudeau went to the European Parliament and uh, gave a speech and the and she heckled the entire time she is a um she was a pro yellow vest person she's pro convoy not just here but convoys all over wherever they're ha they happen to be. Um, and uh, she, she belongs to the alternative for Germany, um, which, which sounds much more ominous in German, which is a, a, a right wing. Um, it's considered ultra right, actually. Um, it's uh, it, the, um, it, it has an interesting history. You know, it started off basically as an anti-immigrant, um, anti-immigration party um and as a result of uh syrians moving into europe uh, fleeing the conflict there and uh, you know this party sits well on the right is is being charitable and they became an anti-immigrant party but then they kind of branched out into you know other things like uh, they became anti-vaxxers they became anti-world uh, uh, health organization they became anti-world uh, economic forum you know, you're starting to see a trend here. They became, you know, a lot, you know, a lot of these sorts of things. They became very, very stridently anti-Islam. Um, they, uh, they sort of on the same, on the same far right uh, side of the spectrum as uh, France's National Front, um, the Dutch Freedom Party of Geert uh, Wilders, um, a little U uh, UKIP uh, in the UK. Uh, and their leader has said things like, uh, you know, he he described Berlin's Holocaust Memorial as a monument of shame. 
and uh, and called for a 180-degree uh, turnaround in German, Germany's handling of its Nazi past, saying that uh, that the Nazi era is just a, a speck of bird poop in the in the more than 1,000 years of successful German history. So just let let's stop focusing on that that inconvenient Holocaust thing. So these are these are the uh, <laughs> this is the party, and you know she's one of the more prominent members of that party. She's also, uh, you know, like I say, she she's taken a real liking to international right wing organizations, and somebody has organized a tour of Canada that just ended, and she was she was all over the place. She was at the Calgary Petroleum Club. Um, she was uh, it, it, tickets were like three hundred and fifty dollars to go talk to her. Do you she know if the... uh, do you know if she sold uh, tour T shirts? I'm Was sure. there a merch I'm table sure. for the tour? <laughs> I, there's always a merch table for these yeah, guys. Yeah, that's right. Um, <laughs> in, in Toronto, she's at the Eglinton Grand Theater, um, and they, you know, she had the uh, so really, yeah, the yeah, they, Grand Theater. Yeah, yeah. You know, I've I've been to bar mitzvahs there. No, I, um, I I I know. I I don't know if he's still one of the owners, but if he is, he's Jewish. I know. Well, well, yeah. <laughs> so hey, you got to rent from someone. Yeah, yeah the, I, uh, well, but, that's, you know, her, uh, her guest was a, a, an immunologist, uh, um, uh, Doctor Biram uh, Bridal. Um, you know, they're they're you know these are all uh, COVID deniers and COVID skeptics, and you know all of those sorts of things. I mean, she's uh, she had her picture taken with uh, Tamara Leach. Um, she was at the Canada Christian College in Whitby. Uh, it's just you know. It's the usual suspects, as they say. Well, um, it's, isn't it interesting how you were listing what I, I can't say you were listing what the, the the party is for. You were listing what the party is against. They these parties are all about what they are against. There's really never anything positive. Um, oh no, 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 no. Though I mean, okay, you could say that they are for no immigration, but that's actually still anti-immigration. You know, the, the, they are not for any positive solutions they're all against things and the solutions that 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 they would put forward um are manifests of the anti fill in the blank position that they're taking they just yeah. they're rejecting uh, modernity is really what they're rejecting they're rejecting yeah. the the uh tilt that society has taken towards greater tolerance and greater inclusivity uh they don't like it and they're uh, I don't know if this is the case in Europe. I don't know anything about the, the demographics in Europe, but the demographics in North America have shown that uh, Gen Z are the most uh, tolerant, uh, inclusive, sensitive uh, generation ever. So as these people, you know, age up and start to take greater control of the economy and of political parties, uh, you're going to see a diminished uh, return for conservative parties who push the kind of stuff that Polyev uh, in Canada or the Trumpists or DeSantis is pushing in the States. You're seeing a real concerted effort on the part of these right-wingers to push through as many changes as they can or to resist uh, any you know, progressive changes as, as strongly as they can because they know the clock is ticking on them demographically in north america the clock is ticking on uh the maga types so they're yeah. doing everything they can now 
before that uh, the buzzer hits and they're made uh, politically irrelevant. Yeah, well, and you know, all of this was kicked off because uh, they published a, a photo of a very cozy dinner, at a fairly you know a high end something or other. Um, you know, well, it looks like a Montana steakhouse, but you know, <laughs> where it, it's in nice. Canadian politics, that's very high end. <laughs> that is high end. Yeah, <laughs> and you, and you know, no one can, no one can expense the uh, the booze if it's a Canadian thing. That's but, right. But uh, you know, it, it was it was posted a picture of her standing between Leslin Lewis, oh. um, who who's black. Um, and you know, which is kind of an odd vibe for someone who's you know very anti race, uh, anti uh, immigrant, anti you know, you know, you know yeah, uh, yeah. But you know, they, listen, they, the the uh, hmm. the Christian nationalists, the white uh, white supremacists in the states, were quick to embrace Kanye West as well. Well, yeah, useful and, idiots. Was that what? Uh, was yeah. that what? Uh, who was it called them that? Not Stalin. It was. Uh, that was Trotsky. Uh, Trotsky, that's right. That Called them useful idiots. Yeah, um, exactly. So among the useful idiots were Leswin Lewis. Yeah. Uh, um, other MPs, Colin Carey, and uh, Dean Allison. And there's this great picture of them all lined up, smiling away with this uh, with Christine Anderson, this uh, this this member of the European Parliament. Uh, you know, smiling be uh, between well, the member two of the of European them. Parliament, who's also a uh, basically a, a, a bigot. Basic, you well, know, an intolerant. Yeah. Um, she's basically uh, angry, a Germany for the Germans kind of anti-science, um, anti-everything, oh, yeah. uh, yeah. rejection of modernity, anti-Semitic person, and there they well, are standing the, there. And one of the interesting things about the party itself, too. I mean, so you know, they're all the far-right, uh, anti-immigrant, anti-vax uh, things that we're mm -hmm. you know we've come to know and love. But uh, you know, interesting enough, her party last year, uh, late last year, I think it was uh, in October. Uh, visited Russian-occupied Ukraine on a junket paid for by the Kremlin to to look at the human rights issue and and reassure everyone that things aren't as bad under uh, the Russian occupation of Ukraine as everyone says they are. So they're pro-Putin as well, which you know comes as no well, surprise because we're finding that the conservatives in North America and and elsewhere seem to be very pro-Putin these days. Well, that's because uh, that's because people um, on the liberal side of politics are very anti-Putin. So of course, the conservatives, again, with the anti-stance, um, have to be anti-support uh, for Ukraine. They've got to be pro-Putin pro, uh, because otherwise they would have something in common with the liberals and they can't countenance that. They Their, their con delicate constitutions can't handle the idea that there might be common ground on an issue. So the minute uh, liberals uh, or progressives, they call them the states, stake a position on an issue, the conservatives have to take the opposite. Whatever it is. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It, it doesn't matter uh, how odious that position is. It doesn't matter how nonsensical that position might be. The fact is they just can't do anything that agrees with the liberals because it really screws with their fundraising. Yeah, you can't be seen to be aligned with them on on any issue, and and conservatives like you know a, a strong man bully generally, um, just you know they like Bolsonaro's of the world. They you know they they like anyone who uh, who doesn't put up with all that woke leftist stuff like elections and and being nice to people and journalists and all the rest. So you yeah. know I think they have a genuine fondness for strong men like Putin as well because they kind of wish that they could they could run things that way. 
But so, you know, and this this picture came out a couple of days ago and it kind of sat there quietly. Um, everyone was occupied with other things. And uh, then it sort of took off. It took off first, I think, on Twitter. And people started pointing out just how odious this Christine Anderson's views are. And uh, and finally, you know, it, it came this morning that uh, there's a statement from Pierre Polev uh, that says, Christine Anderson's views are vile and have no place in our politics. The MPs were not aware of this visiting member of the European Parliament's opinions, and they regret beating her. Um, so <laughs> they regret like, like... being caught on camera. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. It, and well, and then it come, turns out that this, you know, it really wasn't Pierre Paulev who said that. It was somebody in his office who said that. There's no paper trail because the other thing about, about the, the Conservative Party is they never commit to paper anything that could be used against them that shows that they've had to backtrack or apologize or anything. So they'll, they'll say something. So they'll put a bug in. So this came through Brian Lilly at the, at the uh, Toronto sun. Um, oh, so, who, so the uh, conservative uh, 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 journalistic bureau. Well, yeah. They're, so they yeah. do damage control. Their they, media they, relations they, office. They pick a, they pick a friendly ear and they put this out, but they don't put it out as a, as a written statement anywhere. It's, it's nowhere to be found except through Brian Lilly's uh, um, um, Twitter feed. Uh, which has now been picked up by a couple of news outlets, but there's nothing, there's nothing on the leader of the opposition's website. There's nothing on his social media feeds. There's nothing on Facebook. Uh, this is the only place that it is. And again, it doesn't really come from him. Now the individual MPs themselves have issued, uh, you know, their, their own kinds of statements as well. Um, basically all saying, we had no idea who this person, we are having this cozy long-term dinner with, and it's like, well, what'd you talk about? You just, you know, how about those blue jays? I mean, <laughs> chances, chances are conversation turned around to Trudeau, vaccinations, truckers, World Economic Forums, Soros, aliens, you know, human alien hybrids, whatever they talk about. <laughs> the um, Bilderbergs. Uh, yeah, the Bilderberg. Yeah. Oh, the Agenda 21 and, you know, all that, all that. In, in, Chemtrails. In, yeah, Illuminati. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm just happy someone's running things. If the Illuminati is running it, then like, I'm, I'm, I feel a little better, actually, that somebody is actually that's, running That's things. one of the theories about people, <laughs> why people like conspiracy theories. They would rather believe that there is someone or someone's guiding everything that is happening instead of it believe... just being completely random and <laughs> yeah, then, yeah then believe that like, oh thank god the illuminati is in charge yeah the, 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 rather rather than believe that actually there is no central uh, governing authority here that human affairs are messy uh see because if they if there's a group of people that are controlling things then you have the possibility of overthrowing that group of people and instituting your own ideas for how the world should be run. If the world is just a, a, a giant mess of, of coincidence and happenstance, then then you have no ability to, you know, there, there's no thought in your head that you and your compatriots will someday triumph. Yeah. Yeah. So, so maybe that's what they talked about, but you know, apparently they came away from this meeting, not knowing anything about this person. And in fact, the, uh, uh, Sebastian Stamsky, who's the director of media relations for the official opposition leader's office on behalf of all the MPs, said, again, not in writing, 
Uh, we were not aware of the views and associations of her oh, and her political party. That's just such a lie. Well, that's, that's just it. It is. It's a pretty obvious lie. It's, it's, this it's is... like the, it's the four year old with cookie crumbs on their face going like, I don't know who ate that cookie. Yeah, um, it's uh, it's, uh, it's like it's, but the crumbs uh, are on your face. It's the uh, the shaggy uh, defense. Remember that song from Shaggy? Wasn't me. Wasn't me. Yeah. You're caught red handed. Wasn't me. Um, this. This is but, a, but like an I interesting. Say, were, a year ago, they were touting her as this champion of free speech, and because she was giving it to Trudeau, and uh, so they were all licking their lips and clapping in glee about this member of European Parliament. Um, you know, she was on. Uh, you know, I don't know if you remember Andrew Lawton, who does a, a an alt right radio show, I think, out of London, Ontario. Um, they all blend and, together for me. I yeah, can't well, yeah, it, 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 it's true. I, I don't particularly listen to these, but she was on his show talking about how, you know, four weeks ago about how she was looking forward to all these uh, meetings she had with conservative members of parliament. So, you know, it's not like they just swiped right and said, you know, hey, well, we're not going to read the bio, but we're just going to go out on a date with this person. They, you know, their offices, their staffs, these people uh, who actually had mentioned her. Uh, one of them, I think um, uh, one of them had actually mentioned her in the House of Commons. I think uh, uh, Mark Gerritsen pointed out that uh, you know it, she's been mentioned by one of the people who says they don't know anything about her in a speech in the House of Commons in in, in the last year. Um, it's like, but yes, you, you know all about her. You knew what exactly. That's why you took the meeting with her, because you like the stuff she says. This is a very troubling trend well at this point it's beyond a trend it's the standard operating procedure of right-wing uh, politicians and political uh, activists they now i uh, a number of years ago was working at a uh, a tv network and the management was take over taken over by somebody who would lie to your face with a smirk because she knew that you knew she was lying, but there was nothing you could do about it because she was just so brazen about lying. And this is what has happened with uh, conservative groups. They just tell very obvious lies, lies that can easily be found out by checking the record. And they don't, it doesn't matter. Like truth simply doesn't matter. They simply put out a position and then their their followers know it's a talking point for them. You know, it's like, well, they said this, uh, so they didn't know who it was. But that's not true. Yeah, you're just a liberal. You're just a, a bootlicker. But no, you're you're. They receive. It's like they're receiving signals into their into their brain chip, um, like Manchurian candidates or something. They just will echo. Every lie that is made, even though they have to know it's a lie, but if the truth is something which will disadvantage them politically, then they're not interested in the truth. They'd rather have the fiction. And yeah. it used to be, yeah, it used to be, you know, the whole thing, politicians always lie, which isn't really true. Um, but the before, politicians would spin things. Um, but they were things that could plausibly be true. You know, yeah. that if you look or, if you, or you're put you're putting the best the best face on 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 something that isn't necessarily to your advantage. Yeah. And but now it's just nah, 
we're just gonna lie we're just gonna say that never happened yeah and this is a this is why we we are so riven uh in you know in into into divisive groups because we don't have a common understanding or a common agreement on objective fact because objective fact matters to one side of the political spectrum to the other side of the political spectrum that's just something elites use to confuse them yeah um and well so, and, conf and confused they are because i mean this is they're going through conservatives are going through a thing right now as a result of the blowback which you'd think this would be you know one of those come to jesus moments going like wow what am i doing in a party with these crazy right-wing morons yeah, yeah instead they're they're doing the uh the the the, the star trek uh where uh, you overwhelm the computer with logic and they just shut down because i'd love to go to um the conservative facebook pages uh, of the conservative party itself and conservative supporters and see what they're saying about this and they are they're literally saying well because there is no paper statement that anyone can find out there or direct statement on Polyev's uh, website or you know, its Twitter feed or all the rest that this is fake news and that Brian Lilly has actually been bit, bought over by the liberals oh, to plant the, oh, this. Is, this is oh, absolutely oh. true. And Brian Lilly is now under the bus. Oh, he is. It's it, and they're they're trying to, like you say, they're trying to twist reality so much. So it's like, you know, somebody, you know, I'm not going to mention any names. This is right off of their Facebook page. I've appreciated some of Brian Lilly's pieces. However, it took me not five minutes to search these three MPs profiles and Pierre's only to see absolutely nothing posted about this. He's provided zero sources. If it's a statement, where is it? He's not, it's not posted anywhere. I'm all for questioning motives, but at one point it appears we should be questioning his. Oh, then oh there's, there's, that there's... is, I have to tell you, um, that tastes good. Um, yeah, well, because he is such a propagandist for the conservative forces in this country, uh, probably uh, one of the loudest uh, leading media voices. Because it's you know it's funny the 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 conservatives always say the liberal media, the liberal media. Um, meanwhile, the Toronto Sun published an editorial last week, which I swear they took from the Toronto Sun, um, and the they never complain about the fact that people like brian lilly are it is naked their bias um yeah. that's that's okay and the fact that this guy has been their uh their minister of information for so long and now he is being you know it, 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 they come for you eventually yeah, exactly. Um, Every evolution eats its eats its children. I mean, you know, and that they, they, you know, they're saying like, oh, my guess is someone is setting them up. Liberal propaganda. They fear Pierre, so it doesn't surprise me they're pulling this crap. This is fake news. Pierre wouldn't say this. It feels like a liberal plant trying to attack Pierre again because Justin Trudeau is dropping more. The polls, Pierre is is for your rights for you to express yourself. I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I will tell you know, this, you know, by the way, that if an election... <laughs> the thinking gene is right next to the grammar gene, you know, it seems to be. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're both, uh, they need some gene therapy. Um, I'll tell you this, I don't care what the polls say today. If we were to vote in 30 days, if the writ was dropped, we were to vote in 30 days, the liberals would win again. Because as soon as people have uh, a focus, on uh Polev and first of all he's 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 just unlikable like the yeah. vibes he gives off he's likable to people who are unlikable 
Yeah. Um, and, and, oh, and, and among women, I mean, my God, his, his disapproval rating among women who are, you know, very perceptive, um, as, as, as we both know as married men, um, it's, uh, women just really don't like him. Well, cause he's that creep in the office who's constantly asking them out, even though they say no. Um, <laughs> but he's, uh, he, he will not just as, I mean, last election, the conservatives went in with a lead and lost, uh, and, they will lose this time too because when the electorate looks at who we've got to choose from, they'll vote, they won't vote for Trudeau enthusiastically. Uh, they'll hold their nose. Now, the you know, the big fear is that people just won't come out to vote at all, which is really the goal of opposition parties because the fewer people we've talked about, the fewer people yeah. that you have to convince, um, you know, the easier it is to get yourself elected. But uh, they can. They can trumpet these polls all they want. Once uh, Palev is in the the spotlight, uh, his unlikable, creepy qualities are uh, just going to be highlighted. And I will say that um, you know people say Trudeau should step down. Trudeau should step down. Trudeau can't step down now. They're in a minority parliament. If he steps down and the conserv and the Liberals are leaderless, the NDP can pull the. Uh, the support the support and confidence the supply and confidence deal go to an election with a liberal party that has no elected leader yeah sorry i'm somebody's being very persistent here um oh. and so trudeau really he can't step down and if they don't have a majority government he can't step down because at any point in time the the ndp and the conservatives can pull a fast one and take advantage of the liberals while they're weak yeah yeah, and and you know, and the conservatives just seem to be, you know, if you want them to lose, just let them talk, because yeah. this they're making these kinds of stupid, unforced errors. I mean, you know, this 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 um, this alternative for Germany party, you know, it's not just pro-Russia, anti-immigrant, and extreme right, and, um, but you know, the Germ Germany's domestic intelligence services has classified them formally as a suspected right-wing extremist uh, organization. Um, and uh, their youth wing, uh, even more than that, they were actually put under a, a heightened security thing that allows the, the German sec internal security services to wiretap their phones. They're considered that big of an extremist threat. And the Germans take right wing extremism very seriously. Now, having said that, there are parts of Germany where they have been um, successful at the polls in their in their proportional representation system in the in this um the state of uh of, of saxony uh they're they're almost you know they're almost uh, 22 i think 23 percent just off the top of my head um and you know they peter out kind of the farther you get away from east germany you know they're a real disgruntled party um they're you know they're a protest party that has collected together all kind of you know, everyone who's mad about everything, like we were saying earlier. Yeah. And a basket of deplorables, perhaps. Yeah. And, you know, the, Germany is a little bit like the United States system. You know, you get the further you get east in Germany into the old old Soviet dominated eastern bloc, uh, the poorer they are, the less opportunities, less infrastructure. They're a lot better off than they were under uh, under East German rule. And they're also but, they also are the least uh, the Germans that are the least familiar with immigration. Because yeah, and, under this and, uh, and democracy, the Soviets, nobody was nobody was rushing to move to East Germany. Yeah, but I say they didn't have democracy until the you know the reunification of Germany in, in the early nineties. So you know, they, no one had voted there meaningfully since you know before Hitler. 
Um, so they're not really used to the democratic norms there. They're getting used to it and they've adopted really quickly, but they're still kind of Germany's Florida. Um, and that's why <laughs> oh, <dear. laughs> so I apologize to everybody in Saxony. For Boy, that. I don't think they have mullets, but yeah, okay, go yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's, it, it, it's very, very sad that, that they consider, you know, the conservative party of Canada to be fellow travelers. I mean, you know, look at it, you know, if you look around and, and your friends are all creeps and jerks, you have to kind of start looking at yourself going, well, what's wrong with me? Uh, that I'm attracting all these people and making all these excuses for all these terrible people, whether it is, you know, the, you know, the truckers and you're, you know, taking Tim Hortons to them in the middle of uh, the occupation of Ottawa and all the rest. It's like, look at the people who, who like you and then, you know, kind of judge that as a mirror. Uh, you know, the, the, again, this woman, uh, you know, she posted a picture with Maxi Bernier and, uh, you know, Maxi Bernier why, was, was saying why. like, oh, this is you know, so great to be, you know, to see you again. See, that's who I thought there would ha there would be a natural affinity towards is is Bernier and his mm -hmm. collection of malcontents. Well, and I suspect the Conservative Party is seeing that they're not getting a lot of traction in the middle the way they hoped. You know that the uh, the old blue progressive conservatives are looking at this party going like, eh, no, I don't think so. So where are they going to grow from the next election? They've got to they've got to start eating Maxi Bernier's lunch. So they got to yeah. start appealing to the crazies. Yeah, uh, and. And so they have they have a dinner like this and post the picture of smiling away and uh, and it turns out that it's kind of offensive to the rest of Canada. Well, it's interesting because you know that um, Bernier's party right now is a rump, but look at uh, the Wild Rose. That's a polite word for it. Yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> look at the Wild Rose Party in Alberta uh, yeah. that eventually just took control of the Conservative Party. Look at the Reform Party. Uh, which took control of the progressive yeah, did a conservative reverse party. takeover of the conservatives. Yeah, yeah. Um, so they the conservatives can look at Bernie and say, hey, you know, he's his supports in the single digits, but that can grow. Uh, more the more disaffected people become in that party, the more, uh, and that's why they're staying. As I mean, the last how many elections? The uh, post mortem has has told them that their ideas, their policies were too far right wing for yep. the majority of Canadians to to embrace. And so they say, exactly. That's exactly what we did wrong. We were we were too moderate. <laughs> you know, we... <laughs> that's right. We're not true to our base, our, our principles. Yeah. So it, it is possible that I mean, right now you've got a Polyev there because they don't want Bernier's party growing. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I, I think that these pictures with the truckers that were taken, this picture with this this woman, um, I think that they will resurface during the next election, and conservatives will wear deservedly the idea that they are a comfortable home for uh, racists and uh, insurrectionists and a bunch of other ists that people don't like. And uh, that'll be it. And, and I don't see the NDP surging because um, Singh is just not a good leader. Um, even people in the NDP aren't really enthused with him anymore. And yeah. uh, he's he's not going to generate any groundswell of support. His his window has closed. Um, so and everything he proposes is a provincial problem yes. that he wants federal the federal government to step in on you know regardless of the uh of the constitution and the separation well, of, uh, of, of of authority we talked about that before yeah too. I, i'm i'm surprised that he hasn't come forward 
and made a complaint that the federal government isn't looking after garbage collection properly. <laughs> you know, he's he just he just knows that he can play on people's ignorance of the the jurisdictional separations of powers because there are people who think if the government wanted to do it they could do it it's like that's that's yeah that's fascism that's not <laughs> yeah. our that's not our system yeah. um if the and provinces the great... have certain powers that's what's been agreed to and the federal government can't without something like the emergencies act can't step in and say well we're going to we're going to get in the saddle here it doesn't work that way but he plays with people's ignorance and that is not traditionally been an ndp tactic the ndp no, it, usually were much seen as as much too on much too honest to uh ever form a government i mean ed broadbent was during his time was seen as the guy who probably would have made the best prime minister as far as his integrity but the party uh just wasn't popular but i don't see the same integrity of an ed broadbent in a uh in a sing no, and the problem with the NDP is that they've fallen for the same, you know, quick fix on on the other side as the Conservatives have, which is appeal to grievance politics. Mm -hmm. You know, get people, you know, angry people up about things, and yeah, and there there are issues that you know you and I are 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 angry about and think are are important issues that aren't necessarily being addressed. But to you know to make these sort of empty issues that are really not the problem of the federal government, and then try to you know get people happy with you because you're raising these important issues that nobody at your level of government can really do much about. I mean, you know, he's, he's threatening to uh, call a, uh, a confidence vote on uh, the issue of, of uh, private clinics. You know, there's the new healthcare funding. It was just announced the other day that, you know, uh, Ontario and some of the maritime provinces have, have uh, signed on to specific deals. There's an agreement in principle with all the premiers about a, uh, you know, a, a new money from the, from the feds, even though, the, you know, a lot of the provinces haven't spent the money that they have already been given and are showing surpluses and giving it away in, in terms of, uh, of, of bribes and bonuses to the electors. And here's 500 bucks. Uh, think think well of us at the next election. At the mean, you know, while while healthcare is is starving, but he you know he's saying that well we're going to uh, you know call the 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 uh, the liberals to account and have a vote on them allowing privatization to take place in Ontario. Say okay, you call a vote, then what? So you don't support the government, it falls, and then what happens? Uh, you get a new election. Is that going to solve the problem? Do you think? You know, maybe if there's a liberal majority, maybe it would solve the problem. It's not going to be an NDP majority. And if for, you know, by uh, if a meteor strikes us and the conservatives get in with a minority or they're in the driver's seat, minority or majority, you're sure going to see privatization of healthcare uh, happen in a hurry because all the provinces that want to do privatization are generally on the conservative end of the spectrum already. Yeah. It. Yeah. It's huh. so I don't know what the plan is. Yeah, I don't know either. I, I, the Illuminati I better get in there and sort things out pretty soon because I'm getting tired of this. Well, you know what I'm tired about <laughs> is, uh, you know, I've been Jewish now for 55 years. I've never been invited to a meeting where <laughs> the discuss or controlling the world. I haven't even been invited to a meeting to control my block. Like, you know, what have I, what have I done wrong that, you know, I'm. <laughs> I, You're on I the have, outs. I have a position in the in the media, but I, nobody helped me get that. Uh, you know, I had to fight for that myself. So 
you know, what is it that I what is it that I did wrong that this whole business of Jews running the media and running the world? I've no one's tapped me on the shoulder for an opinion. So, you know, that's my that's my grievance. I don't want to burden anybody with that. <laughs> um, but uh, talking about elections and elections that might be held anytime soon, uh, there's the issue of Chinese interference, the Chinese government interfering with uh, our electoral process through the disbursement of funds funneled through it's you know said some people some people were well aware of it where the money was coming from and why others didn't know where the money was coming from or why um that went into the coffers of you know uh candidates uh some conservative some liberal the story is that that we're getting from from CSIS or was leaked from CSIS is that uh, the the Chinese government wanted the liberals reelected in a minority because they saw them as less rigid on China than the conservatives, but they like a minority government because they like to see their opponents fighting with each other and distracted internally rather than being united and and addressing the issues with China. Um, and nobody is really suggesting, even Palev, it's not really suggesting that the results of the last election were actually affected by the, this, uh, you know, behind the scenes Chinese government manipulation. Um, I'd be curious to know who the fellow travelers were in Canada that knew that this money was intended to try to uh, influence our election. Uh, maybe that'll be leaked next. But it's uh, nobody's suggesting this has made a big a big change. But it it is disturbing, and there's no saying that it won't in the future. Uh, have greater effect uh, effectiveness than it's had so far, and it's just you know it is disturbing, and I suspect the reason that see because Trudeau sometimes just drives me crazy. He just seems so feckless, um, in that he doesn't really address these issues. He sidesteps them, and it makes him seem evasive and dishonest. Um, mm-hmm. I'm fully aware that liberal or conservative or NDP, whoever the government is, there are certain things a government is restricted from saying and they can't even say they're restricted from saying certain things they simply have to take it on the chin it's like when uh reports are released and stuff stuff is redacted and they can't really say why the stuff was redacted in some cases it's because uh, businesses or individuals were mentioned who had nothing to do with what was going on their name was dropped into a into a meeting or whatever, and their name was redacted because they didn't want these individuals being dragged into an inquiry or something that they really had nothing to do with, that, that they may not even know their name had ever been raised. So there's certain privacy issues yeah. uh, and protection well, and, issues. And there's, there's also the security issues. You know, if you're on to somebody... And you don't want to start publishing the names of the people who told you because you know, it's not just privacy that, uh, you know, that source of information is going to dry up. They might be you know, you know, a useful source for, for future things. They might be uh, working for you, working board sizing. There's all kinds of great reasons. You, know, you, you just have to watch, you know. Um, uh, spy thrillers to know how all this kind of stuff works and why you don't reveal your sources. So everyone's going, you know, we need transparency. So, well, transparency will actually hurt our democracy if this is really going on, because we're going to have to tell you the Chinese people who are, you know, <clears throat> aren't necessarily the ones who are uh, 
are, are doing the, uh, the nefarious deeds, but the ones who told us that they're doing it. And all of a sudden, you know, there's all kinds of problems for everybody. Yeah, exactly. Um, but it, it, it does leave the government in a position of looking, as I said, like they're not taking the issue seriously, like they're yeah. not coming clean, they're not being honest, because as a government, um, it, that's sometimes what you have to do. You can't even say why you can't say. No, you know? and you can't talk, you know, you know, they said that the, so, you know, there was a, CSIS came up with the, uh, with the, with the, the figure of 11 candidates who were uh, targeted in the 2019 election. I think they were nine liberals and two, two conservatives, which makes it kind of strange. Why, if they're looking for yeah a, a, a minority, why are you supporting any conservatives? Um, I guess, you know, to limit the liberals, is that the idea? But, you know, yeah. you and I worked on campaigns. Uh, we've had our own campaigns. We work for other people in campaigns. Yeah. And you know how hard it is to, you know, number one, fund under the table a campaign in the amount of money that is required to make a difference. You know, very few campaigns in Canada where the the, the Canada Elections Act caps the amount of money that you can spend in your riding. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, depending on which riding you're in, it, it's by population. So it varies a little bit. It's a, it's a certain like $5 a head or something. And it's generally between about $95,000 and about $135,000 is the maximum a candidate can spend from all sources on your campaign. That's, now, that's you know, I, I was looking it up. The Senate race in Georgia, all the <laughs> candidates spent Five hundred and ten million U.S. dollars yeah. on that one state election. In Canada, it's like a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. So let's go nuts. Let's say you you take double the amount of money. It's two hundred thousand dollars. Well, what's that going to buy you? More signs? It's going to buy you flyer Nothing. drops. It's not going to buy um, you ads in the as paper? an individual candidate. Well, as soon as you buy an ad, because then you can trace it back. Yeah, well, and it's it's not going to buy you TV commercials because you can't geofence a TV commercial. It's like, I'm running in Scarborough. Yep. Let's just run the commercial in Scarborough. You can micro-target that way uh, with internet ads. Um, but the the total amount that I saw that was leaked, that was put into the system by the Chinese government was $250,000. Yeah. I mean, um, and that's I mean, it's a lot of money if you put it in my bank account right now. But if you take that and split it up amongst a number of ridings, uh, <laughs> if you're trying yeah. to buy an election, you you've if come you can buy with, a Canadian uh, election for twenty thousand dollars a riding, then, you know, we're all in a lot of trouble. Yeah. The other thing, too, is you've got you have to find, you know, either a, a candidate who's desperate enough to take money. Um, and, you know, having raised money for candidates, raised money for myself a long, long time ago, you're always, you're grateful for the money, but you're worried. You know, I literally had the Hells Angels come to me and, uh, offered to help me in my campaign. Um, you know, they had a clubhouse in the riding that I was running in at one point and they're like, oh no, no, no strings attached. We'd all like to help you. It's like, you know what? <laughs> I'm not <laughs> taking that help. I don't, you know, what I love a bunch of big guys in leather helping me out, uh, you know, on election day, you know, bringing out the vote. And I mean, bringing out the vote, yeah. uh, you know, by, by, by the, by the toenails. Yeah. Um, I say, you know what? I don't need that. I don't need to owe these people. So who's going to take that kind of money from anonymous sources or knowingly from like a foreign agent 
um, of a government saying like, you know, here's here's an envelope with $20,000 in it. It's like, you know, I don't know. You know, I guess maybe I'm privileged. I don't know any candidates who do that um, because you know, it's, it's just not stupid. <laughs> it's it isn't worth the, the back end damage that will come when you take this money. It ends your political career because it's yeah. going to come out. Like well, there, there are and, no secret like like that anymore. There's no, no. And and I think the Chinese government is happy that this was leaked. In fact, I wouldn't put it past the Chinese government to have leaked it because it does create uh, doubts. So so's doubts about our electoral system. It uh, you know makes people less confident in the 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 credibility of the results. It allows for more infighting. I mean, this is this is perfect for what well, China wants. And this is what Trudeau was saying. He was saying, you know, we Elections Canada is on top of this. We looked at it and it didn't influence the outcome. It didn't make any difference uh, to it. But, you know, we're on to it and we're watching for it. And everyone knew I mean, there was a briefing. I think Bill Blair stood up in the House of Commons in 2019 and talked about this issue. Um, so it's not like this is a big surprise. Um, you know, there may be a few more details that are, you know, supposedly leaked from CSIS um, that were in Robert Fife's uh, article that that broke this story. Mm -hmm. But but you know, like uh, Trudeau then came out and said just what you're saying, which is, you know, and people questioning the validity of the election because there was this allegation of foreign influence, which I'm telling you right now didn't make any difference. Is playing into their hands because what they want to do, like in the United States, like Trump has done in the United States, is so distrust of the system itself. And that's when you get people not bothering to vote or people being more open to the idea of open corruption in the system. And they're going to shrug at it. So that's really the goal. But I saw lots, you know, that somebody uh, wrote an article uh, again saying, well, it's very Trumpian of, of Trudeau to, to uh, say we can't even question. Uh, whether or not this is effective. Um, and say, I don't think that's what Trudeau was saying. Trudeau was saying, look, you're playing into their hands because they want to sow doubt. They don't necessarily want to swing the election one way or the other. I mean, the whole idea that anyone can target a minority government in yeah. the system <laughs> as broad and complex and yeah. chaotic as ours is, yeah. is laughable. I mean, nobody can actually... I mean, you know, there are national trends that you can't buck. You know, you and I were both on the pointy end of those sorts of things when I think we ran good campaigns and it just wasn't our time because the, you know, the, the province was going a completely different way. There's nothing, there's no amount of money you can throw at it that, that makes a difference in something like that. It, well, I will say that I, I didn't, I didn't run a great campaign. <laughs> oh, okay. I was, I was, I was all of, uh, it was, I was t all of 23 and <laughs> well, yes, she's a professional. I, I did knock on doors. We had literature drops and knock on thousands of doors. So I guess in that way, it was a good yeah, campaign. But sure. uh, uh, well, I was three, we knew so, we weren't going to win. We knew that that area had been conservative once uh, freakishly because I ran for the conservatives at the time. We knew that area had turned conservative once for one term um, and then went, you know, was back to liberal. Um, yeah. But, but uh, in, yeah, in, in it's an election trends, where the can't... conservatives are taking a, a sweep, then, you know, writing like yours, you know, there are all kinds of stories of of people who were told to run and like, you know, here's here's a thousand bucks, put up a couple of signs and good luck to you in, in hopeless writings. And then there's a sweep and that person gets in. Well, look at um, the NDP in Quebec. Yeah. 
remember that that the the woman who worked in the gas station. Uh, yeah, and and the was she the same one that went to Vegas? Oh no, I'm sorry, I'm thinking of the one in Saskatchewan, the one in Saskatchewan who worked in the gas station, and then uh, the one who uh, went to Vegas in Quebec. Who? Uh, yeah, um, she, she wasn't even around for the election, and she got elected. Yeah. Uh, so the idea that you can control something as chaotic as that is is just laughable. Yeah. Start um, start training for that. Good training for that is starting to herd cats. Once you've managed yeah. that, maybe you can move on to the next thing. Yeah. Um, no, and... it doesn't mean that you don't fight for the integrity of your electoral system because you absolutely have to do that. Yeah. Um, and you have to have, you know, uh, so what do you do with China? We know that China does this. We know that Russia does this. We know that there's, you know, a couple of other countries, if they, you know, a little bit of reach. You North know, they Korea, Iran. This. Yeah. yeah. So, and they will reach out to their communities. Uh, they will threaten their communities. They will find sympathetic members of their communities as part of whatever their ethnic diaspora has been um, and get them to volunteer stuff, envelopes, whatever. But, you know, if, if, you know, we've seen, you know, in, in Canadian party politics, you see a busload of people show up from an old age home somewhere you know whether it's indian or chinese or you know or greek or or, or some ethnic group who uh, the candidate has an in with and they show up to stuff envelopes and get on your call center for the day um do you know if they have an agenda coming in the door or if they're just a bunch of little old ladies who you know are bored of uh of of, of doing wordle um and and you know a campaign sounds like fun how are you supposed to know that but again Will that turn a whole election around? I've never seen it happen. No, um, that's that's alchemy um, at that point. But yeah, we've got to we've got to be vigilant, as you said. Uh, we can't shrug it off. At the same time, we really can't. We really should not be ex exaggerating the efficacy with which they penetrated the electrical system. And speaking of herding cats, I don't know if you heard my dog here um, <laughs> no. in the background. Oh. Uh, whining, I, I suspect that it's... Uh, what's your it, dog's name? Loki. Loki? Oh, good name for a dog. Yeah, I didn't name him, but it is appropriate. Um, <laughs> and uh, so he's telling me that he needs to go outside. And uh, that always wins because I don't like to clean floors and carpets. No, 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 no. Oh, and before we go, I just want to say thank you to uh, GJ, um, a view from abroad, who was uh, one of our Twitter followers, who said uh, about the... Uh, about the, uh, the 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 nice german lady that we should uh, we should do a podcast about this so if you're listening gj thank you very much we did do one i hope yeah, you enjoyed thank it. you we uh, and which brings me to stephen lawton's twitter feed which is at stephen lawton's s-t-e-p-h-e-n-l-a-u-t-e-n-s uh you should follow stephen for very cogent uh, uh su summations of Sometimes political situations, <laughs> social situations, great links to articles which will explain things, and um, a little bit of uh, sarcastic humor there too. Um, oh, heaven forbid! Heaven forbid! So check that out, um, and uh, we'll be back again uh, before you know it with another episode of uh, Small L Liberals. And uh, at this point, we'll say goodbye. So goodbye, Stephen. Goodbye, Stephen. That is Stephen. Lawson's always a pleasure. Yeah, always a pleasure. I'm Stephen Kersner. Thank you for listening. <laughs>